This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Hello, everyone. Chris Bentliff back with you at Create the Next, our podcast from Pro CFO Partners. And I am here with my friend, Hale Fardy. And Hale, we talk a lot on this channel about really great practical, tactical, strategic advice around financial functions. But you and I have had a lot of really great conversations that I have personally learned from around things that um, have to do with your perspective on business. I've heard you say things like, we just want to help businesses. And I love you've said a couple things around 2020, particularly its unique challenges around uh, think progress instead of pivot. Uh, Don't think undaunted, think uh, resiliency. Even this idea of create the next, what what does that even mean? So I want to just explore that with you a little bit today. Let's start with this idea of create the next. It's such a big part of ProCFO Partners. It's the title of this thing that we do each week. But what does it mean uh, for you? What does create the next? Uh, how is that meaningful to the folks that are listening and to the people that you have conversations with every day? Uh, create the next started in a conversation we had, Chris, where I'm saying if I had to align my personal purpose with our business purpose, uh, and I had to pick a couple of words, uh, it would be to create and to contribute. Hmm. So at ProCFO Partners, as each partner joins us, and as we partner with companies, we want to we create and we want to contribute. And create the next is it's not our vision. As CFOs, we're not agenda-driven. It's not our agenda. But we do support the visionaries, the CEOs, the business owners into creating what their vision is. We used to call ourselves the executor, the executioner, not the executioner, <laughs> but the executioner <laughs> um, uh, executive that where the word comes from. And when we look at our history across the industries, and I always talk about that, it's not my personal history. What we do is we almost enable the visionary to go vision. What do you want to do? And the best example I would give, I worked with a husband and wife team where the husband would go open showrooms and say, I want them open November 1. And we used to joke and say, Farry says, I'm going to the moon. And we say, well, we need engineers. We need a rocket. (laughs) You know, what are we going to do? And that's our job. Resilience to me is actually hinders that. Hmm. People talk about the words resilience and pivoting, and it's very popular during COVID. Resilience, by definition, is bouncing back. Mm. Resilience, by definition, is perseverance. And we all know in business, if you're standing still, you're moving back. And audacity is about taking risks. And in business, it's about taking calculated risks. So I actually want to change our vernacular on LinkedIn or our vernacular when we're talking. I don't want to be resilient. You know, we're already resilient. We're here. We're standing. (laughs) I want to be audacious in 2021. Mm. I want to remember why I started the business. I want to take the same risks I took then and not be tired of 2020. Remember that today I'm starting a new business. What would I do? And that's, that's what Nelson, our partner, and I are talking about, progress versus pivot. It's so interesting to me because it's what everyone is, what I'm hearing so much of is, look, just hang on, just hang on. You know, get through, um, 
you know, persevere. And these are, that's great. Those are, those are valuable things to do, but you have a boldness to what you're suggesting. You have a, uh, an audaciousness, as you say, that is around, um, see these opportunities. You know, you and I have talked about how we've seen innovation during this time. Like we've seen, we've seen companies do really amazing things that, for me, this year has been an accelerator. If you were on some trajectory that was going to bring you to something less than ideal and it was three years away, well, it was three months away now. Or if you were on a trajectory of uh, we just need some impetus, some momentum to grow or change or innovate, we've seen some companies do that too. So this boldness that you have, this idea of, of you're starting your business every day, how does that connect to or co- coincide with my natural fears or my natural trepidations as a business leader to, I just want to hunker down. I just want to survive the year. I just want to get through it. How, how can I have more of this bold, audacious approach to things? Then they would have been in the job. They would be employees. Hmm. Then they wouldn't, wouldn't introduce a new product. Then they wouldn't have done R&D. They wouldn't have hired the expensive salesperson without knowing what they could do, you know, just because they heard they're good. They forget. They forget why they started the business, they forget who they are. And as you were talking earlier, you said, you know, just hunker down. You just won't survive. It's almost like the natural selection. Somebody is going to be audacious, take risks, and they'll literally eat you up. You know, if you have not introduced, if you haven't aligned to the new marketplace, you're obsolete. Hmm. If you did not do outdoor cafes, if you didn't get your t- um, move your wait staff to um, delivery, if you didn't or packaging, if you did not um, innovate and align to your market, which is what you, why people start companies anyway. They have an idea. They think the market wants it and they take a risk. They put their life savings on it. They mortgage their house. They quit their job. They start working from home. They, they do all these different things because they believe in what they want to do, their vision. What's and interesting is you're describing a person who begins with a bit of risk aversion, a bit of, uh, a bit of um, uh, moxie, and then you say they forget. And so maybe they get bogged down into the day-to-day of whatever, having to make payroll or having to figure out the nuts and bolts of running a business, and they get... What do you think? Safe or conservative or uh, or nervous or afraid? What am I forgetting? How, how do I and how do I bring it back? It's so interesting to me. And this is why we talk about context. When a person takes the risk to start a business, whether it's a five million dollar business, a five hundred thousand dollar business or now 50, the risk you're taking usually is yourself and your immediate family. Mm. By the time you're growing and you're in COVID, you have payroll, you have staff. You have customers who are dependent on you. You're now bearing the burden of a risk you're taking that's going to affect them as well. So, so they forget They forget that the reason they have the employees, the reason they were able to create jobs, the reason they were going to get, get a better product out there is that they were audacious. They said, I can do this. I'm going to bring something better. Uh, you know, at ProCFO Partners, my partner says this all the time, says we can do better. <laughs> and, and with that comes risk. Create the Next is brought to you by ProCFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. 
Pro-CFO partners are expert financial officers, networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro-CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com And uh, so that's the, that's the risk, uh, that's the resilience. I'm just tired of it. I'm really tired of hearing of it. I, I've never worked with a CEO or a business owner that said, our vision is to be resilient. Oh, that's such a good point. You know, let's just... Just, just just keep doing what it's such a good point nobody gets into business to to hunker down yeah. right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when i started hearing the word pivot something really happen, interesting happened this year we took a sailing class and you know in order to pivot if you're a I'm not a sailor, but if in order to pivot you actually have to go into the it's called a no-go zone where there is no wind <laughs> because you have no momentum you turn into less momentum, hoping you catch the wind on this side. I don't want to go into the no-go zone. You know, I want to propel. So That's such an interesting point, this idea of pivot, because you're right. We usually pivot when we feel like whatever we're doing is no longer successful, which is a reality some businesses face. And there's some market dynamics. There are some business dynamics that say we need to do something different. But do you think that the... Um, the guidance that you have is uh, what uh, steady on figure out what you're doing so that you can stay on the trajectory that will make sense. Or when does it make sense to pivot? Does it never make sense to pivot? Well, in COVID, it doesn't make sense for you to pivot to go to your same destination. <clears throat> That's the definition of the word today. Let's say today's um, message, or if you're Sesame street, today's word is semantics. Mm. Let's really look at what we're talking about here. And, the result out of this discussion is really mindset. I don't want to have a growth mindset. I want to have a strategic mindset. Mm. And pivoting is great if you're not dealing with our cyclical recessions, you know, 911, COVID, Black Friday, I'm dating myself, or all of those things. You need to pivot short term. This is not a short term problem, this is a long term problem. So this is, and it's an everyday business, we'll always have this. So to me, pivoting, yes, if you need to suddenly say, I also need to have an online presence. Mm -hmm. You're selling the same thing, and you're also pivoting your channel. Or uh, a lot of people have actually pivoted. They were in plastics, their business just went dormant, they created shields. That's a pivot. They had the equipment, they had the raw materials, they, they did a pivot. What I like is progress. What I like is how you started propelling. What I like is taking a look at it. And this is the word innovate Mm. is really good. Innovation is audacious. Pivoting is resilience. Mm. That's how I feel. What are the most common conversations you're having with CEOs today? Is it an idea of, of, look, you just need somebody supportive to help you remember who you were, the vision that you had? Is it, look, you've developed some bad habits and this idea that you need to be hunkering down and being resilient and we need to shed some of those bad habits or what is the, what's coming up again and again and again? Again and again and again, because of the time of year, they want to set their annual goals. 
And our job with is to tell them, if you just set measurable targets, your numeric goals, you will fail. I want them to take two steps before that. One is, what is your goal, an objective, before we put a number to it? And the main step, which is why this topic is important, why? What is your vision and why are you doing it? We can attach a number to it. But if you remember that next year, if you're 10% below your number, 20% below your number, but you've moved towards your goal, you've had a great year. So we were talking last night. Again, my partner and I were talking last night and we said, we need to really support our clients and say, if all you're doing is setting a measurable goal, you will fail. Unless your goal is two. Hmm. (laughs) But if you're setting a growth goal, or a innovative goal without really a measurable target. I mean, I just used the wrong words. A numeric number, 20 million. But you're not saying I'm introducing three new products. I am capturing market share. I want to move green. I want to incorporate conscious capitalism and make sure the product I'm putting out there, the work that we're doing next year, uh, has all three stakeholders in mind. The customer, the shareholder, and the employee is engaged. If they're not doing that work and then not aligning it to what they want to accomplish, what a hard, another hard year coming up. And much of what you're describing there isn't even the stuff that for me makes sense for an annual goal. It almost has to do with uh, guidance or strategic um, vision of the entire organization. Meaning if I don't hit whatever by next year, but I've made progress, that's a win. It might just be the time window that I had wrong. But what, what I thought would take me one year might take me four, but look at all the things I'm doing, the progress I'm making towards that. Do you agree? Absolutely. Look at the new product that I developed that's taking getting traction. Look at, for us, how many small, medium businesses we have helped. We've given them access to an expert CFO early on. We've taken some pressure off of them mm-hmm. so that they can go innovate. Look at, uh, for you, you're, you're our voice. Look at how many businesses we're like the well, we're the prettiest girl no one knows about. Look at how many businesses I gave a voice to. Mm. I, I created a space for. Then as you're working throughout the year, that, that's how you measure your success. And then, of course, if we don't have numeric metrics, we can't manage it. But that's the number one conversation we're having is the number is a management tool. We don't want the content. The management tool. Right now is the time to look at the context. The, the why. why. The why. Give me an example of a of a constructive or productive why, and an example of that's the wrong kind of why. Um, I have that. Um, we just recently did it to be a profitable, sustainably profitable company that uh, economically sources its products. That's a positive why. That's a constructive no. why. No. That's a very standard vision. We want to be a profitable, resilient, sustainable company. You can use the word recession-proof in there, you know, uh, with knowledge to source um, economically. That's a wrong. Why does the employee care about that? That's an empty why. That's not a valuable why. So your why needs to be realistic. Uh, It needs to be credible and it needs to be engaging. Something that the employees can buy into and get excited about as well. That's engaging. Mm -hmm. That's engaging. Credible, your customers believe it. Realistic, you believe it. 
Uh, I say, oh, I want everyone in my target market to know I exist. Not realistic. Mm. I want everyone in this zip code, in my this area, to know I exist. That's realistic. I want to provide service to this many people. I want to, uh, and for me, why also is because I'm context-driven. The why has to be meaningful. But it doesn't. In a business, it just needs to be realistic, credible, and engaging. Why is this important to you? Why do you think like this? How do you, this is a, this is a, a valuable way of thinking. Uh, and it's so almost second nature to you. And it's not a skill set that everybody has. How, how do you nurture and cultivate this within yourself? Why is this something that is so important to you? Because I spend more time doing this than being with my children. Mm. Because it's my life. Because it's the quality of my life. So it's how I've chosen to spend my life by choice and part of it to provide for my children. And it had to be meaningful. Had to be meaningful. Had to be meaningful. Hale Fardi from ProCFO Partners, co-founder and managing partner, my friend and uh, a person that I look up to. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today, which that's the word for it for me. And uh, I can't wait to bring you back and have more of these conversations. They're so, for me... Um, nourishing. And I really hope that our listeners can take away even just one small thing that says, yeah, I have been hunkering down and I need to remember who I am. And uh, if we can achieve that, I think we'll have had some success today. Thank you, Holly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Always. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.